football fans, welcome back to the fourth and a while podcast alongside my good friends, Brady Bradley and Jeremy. My name is Josh and we appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, so guys, another Vikings W, uh, hard to argue with uh, their strategy of giving it to Dalvin and letting him run to the end zone. <laughs> the patented start with the Vikings. I feel like we should switch our name to something Vikings related, but we have a Packers fan, so we're not going to do that. How crazy <laughs> is it that we're going to be talking about week 10 here? I, I, the crazy Blink. part for me is that we 10 weeks ago, we didn't know what was going to happen. And now we're, we're 10 weeks into the season. How, how crazy is it? I'm going to, I'm going to return it over to our resident athletic trainer. Did you see it happening? <laughs> I don't know what anything <laughs> has to do with me. What, what is You're that? all experts. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Fauci on the pod. <laughs> Seriously. Infectious control. Bradley Rose. I got you guys. Like, yeah, we knew it was going to happen. No, I have nothing to do with it. I mean, it's great to have football. And it's, I mean, I am a little bit surprised, but I guess uh, they're kind of just plugging through the cases. They kind of have a formula that works for them. And, uh, the technology that they're using is is absolutely incredible and it's it's i wouldn't say it's working but it, it's definitely it tracks where people are and it, it helps with close contact uh and it's definitely testing the depth of nfl teams so it's interesting well i'm going to avoid asking any more questions for the rest of the episode if i'm going to get that response from everybody so <laughs> let's let's move right on to our one thing notable i'll get started uh for me the one thing notable and it's centered right around fantasy is know your roster know where you're at so for redraft leagues obviously you're always playing for now but if you're in a dynasty league are you, are you tanking or are you not we're going to talk a lot about trades in this episode so knowing the schedule that you're going to be having so um for instance let's say you're a contender start looking at some of the defenses in week 13 14 15 16 all that or if you're in a dynasty league if you need one more wide receiver it's worth that first round pick to trade for that wide receiver because you got to go for it all if you're a contender so my my one thing notable is know where you're at in your fantasy season and start looking at the upcoming trades that you could possibly make for uh, weeks 13 through 16, depending on how your league is ran. Yeah. And Brady hit the nail on the head with like looking at the defenses in week 13, 14. We talk about it's week 10 right now. Well, it's, it's playoff push time, fantasy football. So if, if you're streaming quarterbacks, also look at that. If, if you get a quarterback that's playing a very poor defense on uh, the first round of the playoffs, like, it's worth taking a look. It's worth a roster spot at this point, as long as you have that playoff spot secured. Absolutely. So Josh, what's your, what's your one thing notable? My one thing notable is Tua. welcome to the NFL. Uh, Him being someone who actually was able to compete with Kyler in that high powered offense in Arizona was really fun to watch. Uh, Was trying to trade. Do you think he uh, outplayed him? Do you think Tua outplayed Kyler? Absolutely not. The fact that we're like mulling that over is says something about the just the rookie quarterback class in general has just been unbelievable. So just two is just another person to add to that list. Can we stop with the Miami drafting a, a quarterback in the first round? Is wait, that who's no, saying? No. Wait, someone's no. saying that. That you is can't, not. You can't stop. stop that. Absolutely not. Like I'm not ready to crown. Like let's be honest. Two threw for like 110 yards week one. Against they eased him uh, above into average it. defense, I, I, I'm aware, but there's no, there he is an injury prone quarterback, right? No one questioned how good Tua was. People said he could go number one overall if he was healthy, but he wasn't healthy. I don't think they should go quarterback, but the reality they is have they have way the t- more needs than a quarterback. I and and don't hear what I'm not saying. What I'm saying is you can't just write it off right now. 
I think you I'm gotta, writing it off. I think you have to give a rookie quarterback guaranteed two years, at least to show not guaranteed, but like give him the benefit of the doubt on the first year if it doesn't go well. You're telling me the New York Giants hindsight being 2020, they didn't want to take Justin Herbert <laughs> they over Andrew have. Thomas. Over Andrew <laughs> Thomas. You don't need to give it's, him two years if you wasn't don't want it to. Beckton, guess guess what the guess what the Arizona Rosen. Cardinals did? They took Josh oh. Josh Rosen at tenth overall. That's so different. That's said, so different. Boom. So, so different. How? How is that they different? Had, they had a new head coach that came in and said that Kyler Murray was the best. They they blew up the whole ship. The, Giants, I, I, the, the Dolphins aren't blowing up ship. They might make they're gonna probably make the playoffs. We're gonna talk about them in a little bit. Flores is awesome. Towards the end of end of the episode, but they're definitely they're not in rebuild mode. They're they're building right now. And I think Tua two is the guy there, at least for another year. You know, I hey, guys, I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm not saying like hey. They should go and get a quarterback, but I'm saying is that you can't write the ship right now because it's it's week nine weeks so far. Like who knows? We still have seven more weeks. The the Gosh. point the point to wrap up wrap this up put a ball on it. The reason we're having this discussion is the exact reason they made the switch from Fitzpatrick because they had to try to figure out you know what what they're going to do, especially with their load of draft picks in the first round, courtesy of the Texans. Um, but <laughs> what. What I can say from Tua is obviously, yes, they've eased him into it. It's not like he's had eye-popping stats, but he's passed the eye test. And obviously, yes, we knew he had talent. We knew what he was going to be um, if he was healthy or what he could be. But, I mean, the reads that he's making, the plays and decisions that he's making, I mean, he's taking care of the football for the most part. And I think he's played really smart and has looked pretty impressive. Josh, this was a great one thing notable. We had a great discussion over it. So, let's, Bradley, let's move on to your one thing notable. What is, what is yours? My like heading that I wrote down in my notes for one thing notable was wide receiver number one question mark question mark question mark. Um, you looked at I think it was two weeks ago. Julio's like, "Yep, uh, I'm the best receiver in the game. Like, no doubt about it. I still believe that." Then Devontae goes out and blows up uh, on Thursday night. It's like, "Yeah, I'm still uh, I'm still the best wide receiver in the league." And then New Hopkins is like, "Good joke, guys. Like, it's me." Uh, so what I'm going to have you guys do, and I want you guys to think about it right now. Uh, if you're a GM right now picking a receiver, I want you to give me your top three receivers. And we're not talking fantasy. We're talking receivers. If you said, all right, you get the pick of the litter, one, two, and three, who are you going to take? And I'll give you guys for, mine. For one year or for like like they need it we're, for the rest of their career? They're building around them. Uh, I'm going to say like not one year, but like it doesn't need to be a rookie. Like it's not Justin Jefferson. Like you're not going to. I don't even know how I want to say this. Let's do three years. Three, five years. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So set set your ideal wide receiver three set formation. Yeah. Yes. Well, no. (laughs) Yes. But no. no. (laughs) We know what you're saying. Go ahead, Bradley. All right. My number one is DK Metcalf. I I really believe that. I I, guess he's, he's making Stefan Gilmore look average. He did the same thing to Trey White. But last week, like this guy is for real. I'm I'm not joking when I say I would take DK Metcalf number one. Number okay. two, I would pick Devontae Adams. Uh, he's just very smooth in and out of every route, can run every route. And number three, I'd take DeAndre Hopkins. I'm gonna did, turn it over to Josh. Did Julio die? Julio would be four. Okay. That's tough to put the window on like three to five years because why did the when the put the window wherever you want to put the window (laughs) i'm just saying because julio is what 31 years old so i feel like 
when it hits when it he hits his peak that hill Josh, on the way down players. you make a compelling case for dk so i'll probably have him three i'll put Devonte two and then i think new copigan still has more in the tank than julio does just because he's so banged up i'll go nuke one jeremy go ahead <sighs> Devontae's my just, number one. I was going to say you could just do two and three. We all know what you're doing. Uh, my number one. Uh, I think Nuke would be my number two. And I think, I mean, if I'm drafting as a GM, uh, Tyreek Hill will probably have to be in my top three just because of what he does to a defense. It's a good one. That is a good one. People forget how good he is. Go ahead, Brady. I'm just, I mean, those are all right answers. So I'm not going to hate on any of that. I'm going to go with. Uh, Julio one, Devontae Adams two, and I'm gonna go with Stefan Diggs three. Stefan Diggs is balling, but he, he, he was in my decision making process. He's as having well. a great year, he's proven that he can do it in multiple different systems. One of the best route runners in football, best one of the best deep threats. I mean, he's he's absolutely balling there. So, I shout out Diggs. I gotta give him, I, a- I love Diggs too. I he's such a good player. Yeah, let's so let's let's wrap up our one thing notable with Jeremy. So my one thing notable, I kind of fixated on a player and it's somebody that has kind of surprised me. And I think probably surprised all of us. And that's, I think Derek Carr might be the most underrated player this year. Um, he has over 2000 passing yards, just under 70% completion percentage, 16 touchdowns, two picks only, and led the, the Raiders to a five and three record and firmly in the playoff hunt. I mean, if Mahomes wasn't doing what he's doing, Rogers wasn't doing what he's doing, Wilson, you know, Carr is putting up an MVP, a sleeper MVP like season. He won't win it because of, you know, what those other guys are doing, but he is um, playing <clears throat> extremely efficient uh, for the Raiders. Dalvin Cook, <clears throat> go ahead. You could throw his name into the MVP conversation, but you know, you're hundred percent correct on Derek Carr. Uh, he's efficient. Uh, I think the two turnover or two interceptions is honestly the biggest stat there. Like, yes, 2000 yards is great, but what he's doing for his team. I mean, he's not, he's not handicapping them. And he's not turning the ball over, which is every offensive coordinator's dream. Like, hey, just don't turn the ball over. Make the right reads. Here's the crazy part. Go ahead, Josh. Sorry. I was just going to agree with Bradley that that was the biggest stat that stood out to me was he only has two picks. Like, that's insane. That's doing a lot for his offense and his team. The only thing I want to add to it quick is going back to the draft. There was talks of them dra- like trading up for Tua or like getting a quarterback in this draft because they didn't know if Derek Carr was that guy. I mean, they signed I, Mariota for sure. Well, yeah, it, it is just crazy. He's been awesome this year. The game that sticks out to me was the game against Kansas City, obviously, because they beat them. But, I mean, he went toe-to-toe with that offense going deep to Henry Ruggs and just blow for blow with them. To your point, Brady, he's doing, you know, the most impressive part about it. You know, you look at the stats, but – He's pushing the ball downfield, doing exactly what people thought he couldn't do and what he wasn't going to do. But I mean, Nelson Aguilar's making plays for him. Um, not not used to totally saying that, but he's making plays. Ruggs is making plays when he's healthy and been in there. Um, you know, Waller is, I think, a stalwart for them on that offense now, and uh, he's he's playing well. Yeah, it, I, I'm wondering what Philly fans think about Nelson Aguilar right now. But let's <laughs> let's move into some uh, week nine preview. So in the episode today, we're going to do a week nine preview. Uh, we're going to center around trade deadlines and then players that you're either going to keep or cut from your roster. Um, and then we're going to do our normal week 10 preview, um, do our starts of the week, our waiver wire targets. And then we always finish with our ones got to go. So let's get right in uh, to the week nine preview. We're going to do um, guys to go target for trades. So your trade deadline is probably coming up depending on what your league settings are. Um, the guys have given 
two, maybe three guys that you want to trade for. And then from those guys, uh, we've created trade scenarios. And then you guys are going to say what side um, you're on. So Josh, let's start with you. Um, who are the two guys that you wanted to target? Give us a little bit of reason why, and then we'll go through some trade scenarios. So my first guy is Mike Davis, uh, running back for the Panthers. Um, having McCaffrey just get banged up, you don't really know if he's going to be able to be there for the long haul. And you saw that when he was his backfield that he was able to produce. Um, he doesn't have a great matchup in week 10 with Tampa Bay, but then week 11 is Detroit, week 12 is Minnesota. So those are both fairly friendly uh, running back uh, matchups then for him. So um, he, even when McCaffrey was in, he had a role in the passing game. They saw that his value shouldn't just be, you know, you know, left to left in the dust when McCaffrey gets back. So um, we just don't know about McCaffrey's ailments and kind of banking on that a little bit. So it is risky. Um, but Mike Davis was the other one. And then you just want me to go straight into the other one. Yeah. The only thing I have about Mike Davis, do we know how long Christian McCaffrey's going to be out? They said day to day, right? It's, Looking like for sure one and two would maybe happen. I think it's probably going to be one, Yeah, but you never really know. I mean, it's definitely not good that he's had two separate injuries this year. So it very well could be a, a long-term value this year for Mike Davis. Totally. And then additionally, my other guy was Kareem Hunt. Uh, he did have a bad week eight, uh, had a bye week nine. Chubb is coming back. So because of those reasons, people may not perceive his value as highly as it is. And so he still is incredibly valuable, even if Chubb is in. So um, he has Houston in week 10 as well. So I would be targeting Kareem Hunt as well. All right, let's get into some trade scenarios for these two guys. I think this first one's pretty easy, but let's let's throw a little bit of a, a twist onto it. So this you're in a, a dynasty rebuild. So... Boy. You're, you're rebuilding. Basically, you're not making the playoffs this year. You're looking for the future. Uh, so are you, you have Travis Kelsey on your team. Are you trading Travis Kelsey for Mike Davis and Mark Andrews? No. No, Absolutely that doesn't, doesn't move the needle for enough so. for me, uh, for a guy that's been as consistent as Kelsey has been. Okay, so let's come out and say Christian McCaffrey's injury is a little bit worse. He's out for three to four weeks, for sure, minimum. Does that change anything? Well, if you're rebuilding, then it wouldn't really matter a whole lot. Fair. Yeah, I, I Unless still... that increases his value for a different team. I suppose. I, this, I, I thought this one was pretty easy, too. We're starting mm -hmm. off really easy, okay? Yeah. It's going yeah. to get interesting. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Okay, so the next one is centered around Kareem Hunt. So you have Robbie Anderson and DeAndre Swift on your team. Are you trading for Kareem Hunt and Darius Slayton? I, I would take Kareem Hunt and Darius Slayton. It was Robbie Anderson and who again? DeAndre Swift. That's actually a really good trade. That is a really um, good I think, trade. I think I value Cream uh, Hunt a lot. Um, I don't. I think Slayton is just productive when he's there. He's he's not going to be a wide receiver one, but you know he's going to consistently be a, a rosterable player for you. Jeremy, what do you think? Oh, that's so I, tough. I am on the Robbie Anderson Swift side. Um, As I am think, I. I think Robbie's been um, extremely consistent, uh, probably even more than he might get credit for, even from me sometimes. Um, but I also think Swift is kind of starting to take a little bit of a stronghold on the backfield. I think he got the most carries or touches this past week. He's been pretty productive. So I think you can you can keep a fairly productive half point or peak point 
point per reception running back and then get consistency with Robbie Anderson. And Swift ran well. Like, it, if you watch the game, he did run well. In the words of Kevin Harris, he's their best runs running hard. Back. Runs hard. De- he's definitely their best running back. And I think they're, you know, starting to lean that way, especially if they keep losing games. Get the rookie ready. Just for reference, DeAndre Swift um, in week nine played 40% of the snaps compared to Carry really? Johnson playing 33 and Adrian Peterson playing 27. So just <laughs> – that, that's not a lot that's, for that's somebody. That's not great. But I mean, he is their best running back, I, I would say. So I love AP. Talent will, talent will win out eventually. Uh, they need a new coach too, but we're not going to bash coaches this week. Too. Let's not do it, okay? Let's not do it this week. <laughs> so, Josh, what side are you on? Uh, Swift and Robbie. Okay. I, I think, I mean, if you get Hunt, it, I mean, he still has value even when Chubb gets back, and then obviously Bradley talked about Darius Slayton. But Bradley, let's go into your trade targets. Who are you trading for um, before the deadline? Yeah, uh, the first one and the most obvious one for me, like when we when you're talking about obvious trade uh, partners or a guy to acquire, would be uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, talk about a guy who's producing a lot uh, in half point PPR leagues. He's a wide receiver one. He's he's wide receiver eleven on the on the list, and he's averaging a little under 10 targets a game. And I'm a big believer in the target share will eventually win out for you. You saw it with DJ Chark last week. Um, he's been getting a lot of targets and eventually produced into something. So I value a lot into what his target share is. Um, and my other one was Keenan Allen. You talk about target share ever since Justin Herbert's been there, his targets have skyrocketed. He's averaging almost 11 targets a game and he's producing very well. I would venture to guess um, I would spend a lot of money to get Keenan Allen not to mention he just got an extension. So the the um, Herbert Allen uh, duo is going to be there for a little while. And he's not that old, is he? No, he, he's not. I don't know. He's like 28, age, 29, isn't he? I'm pretty sure he's going to say 29. I don't think he's that old. He's 28. I don't know. Yeah, 28. I don't know why we haven't talked about him that much on this pod because he is absolutely balling. Like, he is. He's, he's, he's a stud. He is very good. Very, very good. So let's another let's go guy over. who thinks he's the best wide receiver in the league. <laughs> yeah. Every single year, he thinks he's underrated in Madden. <laughs> We're yeah, not going to talk about Madden this time. Born and both of those guys have already had their bye, too. Very good. That is a really good point. So a uh, couple of trade scenarios. Hopefully, these ones you guys think are close. Uh, so this one's centered around Keenan Allen. So Juju Smith-Schuster and Devin Singletary for Keenan Allen. Which side are you on? Keenan. Give me Keenan, yeah. Even when I Juju th- started to take off. I value Keenan as... Uh, uh, absolute wide receiver one, no questions asked. Yeah, there's and, so much competition in Pittsburgh for targets and touchdowns. It's hard to rely. And I think Devin Singletary is about worthless as it gets. Uh, so let's let's change it up a little bit. Adam Thielen, Devin Singletary for Keenan Allen. Uh, I will do Keenan Allen. I'll be Keenan Allen. Oh, just because the Vikings just run the ball so much, it's kind of hard to rely on. And, and, right and I might have been a little harsh on <laughs> David Singletary calling him as worthless as it gets, but just when he <laughs> he splits he splits carries and he doesn't get the goal line touches, it just doesn't doesn't move the needle for me. So I don't hate Devin Singletary. I just don't think he fills the gap between Juju and Zach Moss is getting more touches right now. I, he, he, I that, that's. Part of what stemmed to what I said, but I was too harsh. Okay. <laughs> Apologies. Jeremy, what side are you on on that one? I think I'm on the Keenan side. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's move on. 
That's bad. Are you I, on the other I'm side s- there? I'm smashing the Theo and Devin Singletary. Oh my gosh, yes. Anyways, this one's centered around Terry McLaurin. So you have Brandon Cooks and Antonio Gibson. Are you trading for Terry McLaurin and Chase Edmonds? Yeah, I Brandon- will take I will take McLaurin and Edmonds. Uh, Over who's the receiver? Cooks, Brandon Cooks and Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I just think I think Will Fuller is the wide receiver, clear-cut wide receiver one in Houston. I'm not saying that Cooks doesn't have any value. I just value a lot more what uh, McLaurin is. I love me some Brandon Cooks right now. He's he's absolutely balling there now. Ever since they got a new head coach, he's been playing really well. I mean, he played 91% of the snaps this week. He had that long Boy. touchdown on basically just an out route that, that he took to the house. Uh, I don't I don't know if it's that clear cut for me. I'm not saying, brother, you thought it was clear cut, but um, Jeremy, Josh, what side are you on on this one? Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go the Gibson cook side. Um, I'm just, I love Terry McLaurin. I think he might be the best player in, in the bunch from, from the trade, but with the quarterback situation, I just don't know exactly what that's going to look like with Alex Smith back there. Um, if he is the the quarterback to lead from week to week. Um, and you know, if, if they lean more on the run game, then maybe Gibson, um, you know, even his value goes higher. And I, I like what he's done. I think he's kind of the back. Um, but that's kind of where I lean. And Chase Edmonds was super efficient with his touches this week. Not <laughs> he oh was not gosh. what everyone you might as well thought just he was punt gonna... on it. Punt on it. Run with Kyler every single play. <laughs> <laughs> just wait till Kenyon's back, and then they can both be not that efficient. Yeah, split right. carries. <laughs> no kidding, Jeremy. Let's move on to yours. Uh, who are the two guys you want to trade for right now? So mine uh, were Nick Chubb. Uh, I think I would love to kind of test the waters and see where he's at as far as trade value goes. Um, I know it might be kind of tough to swing it because owners that have had him for a while have waited it out this long and they might just kind of feel like, ah, I'll, I'll keep riding with it um, and see what he's got. Because I mean, even if he doesn't come back this week, which I think he's going to practice, it's probably a long shot for him to play. Um, They play Houston this week if he does come back and they play Philly and then they play Jacksonville and they play Tennessee. So a decent string of matchups, First round of the playoffs, then they he'd play Baltimore. But if you make it through that first week, then you got the Giants and the Jets. So, I mean, he's got a pretty good schedule for the playoff push and then in the playoffs. Um, and I think it would be, I think it would be good to test the waters and just see what you could, you could kind of swing for him. And then my second guy is Jonathan Taylor. Might sound a little surprising because for some reason Wilkins outtouched him uh this past weekend. And it just hasn't gone the way that we all kind of thought JT was gonna go. Um, but you might Can't be hold on to the football. Yeah, he, he has been struggling with that. Um, it, it could nip him in the butt and it could really tank his value. But here's the deal. You might be able to get him for extremely cheap, way cheaper than, than he was originally drafted already. Um, and then you factor in that. You might be able to talk a, an owner into just selling, get what you could have with for him. But they play, after a tough matchup with the Ravens, they now play the Titans twice, the Texans twice, the Packers and the Raiders. I mean, that's a pretty good schedule. Uh, for a running back. So I, I would test the waters to see if you could get them for, you know, really dirt cheap. God, JT has been frustrating me so much. I know. <laughs> it's been I, I, I have a lot those of were, those are really good points. He made uh, Becker about uh, like the schedule coming up. I do worry for Chubb's sake um, that first round of the playoffs uh, against Baltimore, that defense is very good. Uh, so I do worry about that, but honestly, I'd rather get into the playoffs and then try to fight it out once you get there and let a good 
player try to prevail uh, through it all. But uh, yeah, those are good points you made. So do you guys have a guess on like snap percentages for the running backs in Indy? It's not good for JT. I can tell you what that is. It, is. is it like Detroit? It's not good. So Jordan Wilkins had 23 snaps. Naeem Hines had 23 snaps. And Jonathan Taylor had 21 snaps. Are you that kidding? So Are you kidding? Oh, oh, my gosh. That's not good. What am I supposed to do with that? That's like a fourth-round pick in fantasy. <laughs> but let's get on to some trade scenarios. So this, this first one centered around uh, Jonathan Taylor. You have Mike Evans on your team. Has He's kind of been struggling. So Mike Evans for Jonathan Taylor, straight up. Taylor, I'm, I'm riding it out. Staying away from yep. Evans. You're taking Jonathan Taylor. You yeah, have I Mike am, Evans. I am trading Evans offer. for Taylor, definitely. Okay, Taylor for sure. Okay. I think I think Bradley and Josh are the same from what it sounded yes. like. Yeah. yeah, it sounded like that. Okay, that one was simple. Uh, let's move on to a one centered around Nick Chubb. So you have Will Fuller and Chris Carson on your team. Are you trading Will Fuller and Chris Carson for Nick Chubb and DJ Chark? Oof. That one's really tough. That is really tough. That's a good one. I, I I hate to say this, but I think it depends on your situation, but like your other running backs. It's a classic I know. answer. But <laughs> I'll take I'll answer. take Fuller Carson. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go Chubb and Chark just for what I talked about. Chark gets a ton of target shares, and if Jake Luton or Lutton is there, he he's gonna increase those targets to Chark. And uh, we don't know how healthy Chris Carson's going to be for the remainder of the season. He, yeah. Not not to say Nick Chubb's the most, most healthiest guy, but uh, healthiest. Not most Is it healthy, pronounced Luton? I don't know. Yeah, Luton. we're Luton free on this podcast. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of your better ones. I love how he... <laughs> it wasn't that funny, but it was one of your better ones. <laughs> he had to work for it, too. He had to set himself up first. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we need to move. I, I, I bid on that real hard. <laughs> you did. For those reasons, I am in. I'm going Chubb, Chubb and uh, Chark as well with Bradley. Uh, all right. Well, let me give you mine really quick. Um, so I have two. It's Adam Thielen. I want to trade for Adam Thielen right now. Um, I just think people are going to give the Adrian Peterson syndrome to Delvin Cook. They're going to put eight guys in the box and make Kirk Cousins try and beat them. I also think you're starting to see a lot of the cornerback ones covered uh, Justin Jefferson and not Adam Thielen, which is no offense, a little bit disrespectful because Jair Alexander, when they play the Packers covered, uh, Jefferson, uh, same for Trufant, Desmond Trufant for the lions. He was covering, uh, Jefferson for a majority of the game. So, uh, I I'm for Adam Thielen. Uh, and then I'm going Diggs too. We talked about Diggs a little bit. I'm, I'm all in on Diggs. I, I think he's good. And I, th- I think that, people are undervaluing Diggs. Like, I think he's the wide receiver seven right now in fantasy football. So it's just like, I feel like for how high he is right now, I feel like you could still get him for a discount. And so I knew we, nobody was going to have a quarterback. So I put another flyer one. I would trade for Jared Goff in a super flex league, or if he has him, I would trade for Jared Goff right now. And if you look at his uh, matchups going into uh Week the playoff week, so 14 through 16, he plays the New England Patriots, who are currently struggling against the Jets right now. He's playing the New York Jets and he plays the Seattle Seahawks. You saw what Josh Allen did to them. I, I would think I would strongly think good. about getting Jared Goff. That's those are really good matchups for him. Like, that's um, something like in a one quarterback league, if you don't have like a bona fide, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, that you stash him for the playoffs in a few weeks 
where that's going to be really, really nice. Most definitely. So uh, here's some scenarios for it. So the first one centered around Adam Thielen, which I guess you guys didn't want Thielen for Thielen and Singletary for Keenan Allen. So maybe you want this one. So you have David Montgomery and Chase Claypool on your team. Are you trading those two for Adam Thielen and J.K. Dobbins? Yes. Yes. I would do that. Okay. Good. David yeah, Montgomery. David Montgomery is the RB one of the most and half point PPR leagues right now. He is one of the most inefficient running backs since Jordan Howard. <laughs> he he got banged up this week too, didn't he? Yes, yeah, he, did. he yeah. certainly did. But you just like you always look. I I know you can't do box score stats or box score watching, but. You just look at it sometimes and it's like, oh, yeah, 20 carries, 55 yards. It's like, bro, come on. Like, help us out. At least average three yards a carry. Yeah, having Nick Foles <laughs> throw the ball certainly is not going to help you. Their offense is so rough. Their line is terrible. I, I, I do seriously consider I was, it needs to be fired. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just going to say, I hate talking about coaches on this, but, like, I love you're it. an offensive-minded it's, coach. It's on brand. If, if you're an offensive-minded coach and you can't score points, like, it does not go well for you. Yeah. Imagine if Adam Gase wasn't an offensive genius. Yeah, but Adam Gase is doubling Bill Belichick right now. Yikes. That's not a good look. Here's a different one since we all agreed on this one. So this one's centered around Stephon Diggs. Would you trade Curtis Samuel and Melvin Gordon? You have both those two players on your team for Stephon Diggs. Oh. No, I that, I feel like it's not as cutthroat as what you were making. It no, I just Samuel is starting to play really well. Yeah, it's pissing me off as a DJ Moore. <laughs> it's a DJ Moore owner, but um, I just don't trust the the Denver backfield at all. I Melvin Gordon and Phil Lindsay just they're both good. I just wish they had their own backfield. I would agree. I would take Diggs as well. I would also too. take. Yeah. Okay. Last one. This one is. Lamar Jackson and Devontae Parker. So you have those two players in your team. Lamar Jackson, last year's MVP. Devontae Parker, wide receiver four last year. Big names from last year. For Jared Goff and Amari Cooper, which side are you taking? I will take Lamar Jackson and Devontae Parker. I would agree with that too. Yeah, same. I would go Lamar Jackson, Devontae. Amari Cooper doesn't really move the needle for me at this point uh, in the season, just with who's throwing him the ball. I know uh, him and. Uh, Help me out with what their quarterback's name was this last Gilbert. week. Gilbert. 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 <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they did have some kind of connection, but I mean, it's just not, not noteworthy. Do you know what? I honestly, I don't know what Lamar Jackson's playoff schedule would be. Um, I don't, but I don't, I don't I know. Can, that, I'll pull it up. Okay. I, I don't know if that moves the needle at all, but like, I just went over Jared Goff's playoff schedule and that's, I mean, that's game changer. So if you, if you can suffer a couple weeks with Jared Goff, maybe against a couple tough opponents, um, it might be worth it. Okay, so in week leading up to the playoffs, he gets Tennessee, Pittsburgh, and Dallas. So fighting for a playoff spot the last week to get in, they play Dallas. Uh, nice. <laughs> great matchup. And then in the playoffs, they play Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Giants. That's a pretty oh, good, yeah. that's you're a pretty good playoff schedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. All right, let's let's do a quick seg- segment of keep cut. So I'm just going to name a player. You keep him on your roster, or you cutting him. So don't say anything else. Just just say keep or cut. So Matthew Stafford. Cut. 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 Leonard Fournette. Keep. Cut. Cut. Le'Veon Bell. Cut. Cut. <laughs> if anybody's keeping Le'Veon Bell, I question. Like he's just not producing at all. 
Price is way too high. I need to cut it. Yes. Ooh, ooh solid reference, Becker. Okay, so uh, I don't get the reference, but anyways, let's Price is way too high. You need to cut it. Cut it. Okay. Great song. Cut it. So this one might be a really bad one. I put Jonathan Taylor on there. Oh, my gosh. I'm keeping him. I want to cut him. I want to cut him, but I want to cut him so bad. Okay. I will keep him. All right. We're on the wide receivers now. Hollywood Brown. Keep. Yeah. He's cutting for me. I'm cutting him. I think I'm cutting Hollywood Brown. He's like wide receiver 56 and doesn't get targets. I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame you for doing it, but I'd keep him. Like, if you're picking up, like, uh, spoiler alert, Curtis Samuel for Hollywood Brown, you do that in a heartbeat. Okay. How about Henry Ruggs? Cut. 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 Okay. Your IR is filled. Debo Samuel. Cut. Keep. There's, if, if he comes back, they have no choice but to give him targets. Maybe We're going away from the one word answer. So, what are we doing? Cut. Keep. Cut. Uh, last one for wide receivers. We talked big about him, Corey Davis, last week. Cut. Deep. I think I keep <laughs> how, are, how are you cutting him after one bad week? You can't. You got to keep him. Josh not only chases the points, he runs away from the no points. Too. Seriously, <laughs> what, like one bad week, just I get off my squad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, run the tight ends. Gronk. Keep. Cut. Keep. <laughs> you keep Gronk, Bradley. Keep. <laughs> I went to put him on my roster to begin with. I agree with that. Oh, yeah, I, I have zero percent Gronk anywhere. Yeah. All right. Last tight end, Jared Cook. Keep. Cut. I'm gonna be honest with you. I just hate the tight end position right now in fantasy, <laughs> but I'll, I'll keep him. All right. Well, that is the all we have for keep cut. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll go into some week ten preview. Hi guys, this is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile Pod. That's 4th and a Mile Pod. Thanks guys, and now back to the sports. Welcome back into the 4th and a Mile podcast. We're going to get right into some Week 10 previews. So we're going to have our starts of the week, and then we're going to do our waiver wire targets. So we're going to start with Jeremy for his starts of the week. How did you do last week, and what do you got this week? How did I do last week? Well, I went four for four. Four oh. big old whiffs. That's oh. what I went. Not not a one hit. Stafford, <laughs> Connor, <laughs> Robbie Anderson, <laughs> Logan Thomas didn't show up. All right. What a week. I hope you did not listen to me. But this week, you better. All right. Starts of the week. Starting with the quarterback position. We got Justin Herbert. Herbie fully loaded. Let's Miami. just say, let's just point it right out there. Justin Herbert's going to be one of our stars of the week for the rest of the year because <laughs> yep. somebody hasn't. He was the Kenny yep. Drake the second half of the season. Go ahead. Sorry, Jeremy. Yep. Herbie fully loaded, though. Good for you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Miami is not the plus matchup that I think a lot of people think they are, um, but Herbert is averaging over 300 passing yards a game, just under three TDs a game. He's on fire right now. I'll roll with him. Uh, Antonio Gibson versus the Lions. Uh, you guys, I talked about him a little bit before. I think McKissick kind of appears to be the cat pass catching back potentially with Alex Smith, but um, I think they have a good matchup against the Lions. I think he rolls, um, has a good week. Cooper Cup is my wide receiver, um, possibly somewhat of a forgotten man because he was kind of inconsistent to start the season. But the last time we saw him on the field, Your he boy. saw 21 targets. Yes, 21 targets. Um, I think he has a big game uh, this week when they come back and they play uh, the Seahawks in a high scoring affair. Uh, then for the tight end position, I have Dallas Goddard versus the Giants. I think he gets healthy off the bye. 
Um, and the team targets the tight end position more than any other squad in the league. Uh, and I think they continue to do so. I like it, uh, except for the 0 for 4. <laughs> Josh, we're, go ahead. Not we're going to turn it around this week. Turn it around, baby. Yeah, so I either went 1 for 4 or 2 for 4. That's for you guys to determine. So Can't I wait. had Herbert last week. Uh, so he was quarterback 8, so that's uh, that's a win. I had Edmonds against Miami. So he's running back 18. What do you guys think? That's a hit. I, that's a hit. Yeah, that's a hit. Okay. And then Marvin Jones was an Even though Josh Minnesota. Jacobs wasn't a hit when he was there, but that's okay. <laughs> they are a lot different expectations. A lot different expectations. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Marvin Jones, L, and then Gesicki, L, against Arizona. So I went two for four there. And then my quarterback start of the week is Jared. He's going to go off. <laughs> Good for you, Josh. Just go on. Great jokes against Seattle uh, this week. The defense has been putrid. So, uh, Jared, go off. And then I'm going to have uh, Duke Johnson running back against Cleveland. So, banged up David Johnson. Uh, he's going to get the ball uh, in the air a lot, which is just elevates his floor. Uh, so, Duke Johnson against Cleveland. Uh, I'm going to go Stefan Diggs against Arizona. It's going to be a shootout. Great report, Josh Allen. He's been playing really well lately. Then I'm going to go tight end position, DJ Hawkinson at, uh, versus Washington. Uh, so I think it's had a really a lot of great rapport there too. So uh, those are my starts of the week. You didn't Platt. call him TJ Hawkinson. You didn't call him DJ Hawkinson, did you? It sounded like it. It sounded like DJ, and I was I like, it's TJ definitely TJ. Well, you TJ also had down. you also had who did he have play in the Cowboys last week? <laughs> Marvin Jones. <laughs> Marvin Jones. Yikes. He might have the been week a... before he had Terry McLaurin as a running back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, classic Josh. He's a big David Johnson guy, jumping right off the David Johnson train, right onto the Duke Johnson. Who says I'm just okay? Have <laughs> we told story? Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> am I a big David Johnson fan? I don't. You're think running I am. out of time, Bradley. Go ahead and give your starts of the week. <laughs> okay, I will go over a recap. But uh, before I do that, I believe Josh and one of our mock drafts picked David Johnson in the second round. Uh, that was a mistake, okay. and I said it. Was. Okay, okay. Um, I went. I believe I went three for four. I'll clarify with you guys. I had Deshaun Watson, who scored uh 25 points, it was QB eight. Is that a hit? That's a hit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had uh, James Robinson, uh, RB3. Uh, Terry McLaurin was wide receiver seven. And then Noah Fan was uh, tight end three. No, I'm just kidding. He's tight end 21. So <laughs> I uh, went three, three for four. <laughs> My starts of the week this week are Aaron Rodgers against Jacksonville. I feel like that's a win-win for me. Either I hit that or um, the Packers suck. So I figured, you know what, that's a good one. Uh, my running back is James Conner against Cincinnati. My wide receiver is Travis Fulgham against the Giants. And my tight end, which I just can't stand this position at this point in the season, is Robert Funyan Tunyon against Jacksonville. Doubling up. Yeah. I am. Very nice. The figure, you know, three, three touchdowns. Funyan I feel like good I feel like Tunyon's like every other week, so he didn't have a good week last week. So Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a safe bet, you know. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad I went last because your boy kicked it last week. He was four for four with hits. So, uh, yeah, let's let's go. I'll go through them really quick. So Teddy Bridgewater against Kansas City definitely hit QB six. Antonio Gibson versus the New York Giants was a hit at RB 16, which is an RB two. Agreed. 
Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure we're still on the same page. Uh, wide receiver was Juju, who actually played Dallas, uh, and he was the wide receiver <laughs> 12. <laughs> um, and then my tight end was TJ Hawkinson, who played the Vikings. And he was hit because he was the tight end five. So my uh, starts of the week for week 10, I have Carson Wentz coming off a bye against the New York Giants. Um, hopefully the Eagles can pick it up and maybe take control of the NFC East. Who knows? Uh, and then my running back start of the week is Daryl Henderson against the Seahawks. I, I, I don't know why. I, I'm just picking them, I guess. Uh, I feel like they might air it out, but maybe they get ahead and they can run the ball on them. Who knows? I go Daryl Henderson. Uh, my wide receiver start of the week, we talked about him a little bit earlier, uh, was Brandon Cooks against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think he's going to have another good week. And then I'm sticking with the trend of playing against the Minnesota Vikings for tight ends because it's worked for me two weeks in a row. My tight end start of the week is Jimmy Graham. Hopefully we can go for four for four again because um, the tight end position has been okay for me. They've caught a touchdown every single week. <laughs> That's all you need to do, honestly. Hey, Brady, I actually – I know you don't know why you picked him, but I like the Darrell Henderson call. Um, I do I do as well. I was going to uh, say, you were, like, arguing against that pick yourself. <laughs> yeah, um, just well, for I clarification. Really... And just for clarification, it's Darrell Henderson Jr. Uh, let's yeah. just make sure we get those listeners to make sure we get that all squared away. Bradley, I would like to apologize. You don't know this, but I thought – I had to fact check you when you said James Robinson was RB3 because I knew he had, like, a solid week but not, like, a ridiculous week. I did not realize until this point in time – that outside yeah, you know, of Delvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey, the running backs yeah. were kind of brutal this week. Yeah, I mean, you can oh. fact check me all you want. I'll cite my source and comments <laughs> you next time. Just let me know. APA, AMA, whatever you want. MLA, whatever you want to do Let's over there. Let's move on to some waiver targets. That's why I apologize. Targets. We are moving apologize. on. Moving on to some waiver wire targets. Who wants to start with a waiver wire target? I don't even know who to start with. I'll start. I'll start because I – we talked about him a lot, and I'm going to go with Wilkins uh, running back in Indianapolis just because of his his workload right now. I'm not really sure what's going on with uh, Jonathan Taylor at this point, uh, but I think it's worth a snake. He's young, guys. I think he's 26 years old, so he's not that much uh, older than Jonathan Taylor at this point. Gross. Okay. <laughs> it's gross. Well, then I'll throw an honorary uh, Curtis Samuel in there then. Uh, yeah, you had him last week too, didn't you? I did say him last That's week. And he yeah, did yeah, play pretty pretty well. Good for so, you. Good for uh, you. I, I was going to say Duke Johnson. If you're really hurting for a start, um, I know he's Josh's start of the week, so he probably had him on there. But if you're really hurting for a start, uh, trying to make a playoff push, you need a running back, grab Duke Johnson. If DJ is banged up and play him. Josh, do you have any, any other besides Duke Johnson? It's kind of cheating because uh, – well, not, not kind of cheating because he's just played. But Jacoby Myers is starting to get a rapport with Cam Newton. He just got at least nine targets this game. Uh, that's going on right now. And then he had 10 targets last game. So Jacoby Myers, wide receiver for the Patriots. You know, um, that is a good pick if Cam Newton is still the starting quarterback after this week. Oh, don't, gosh. Don't say that. Stop. Don't say that. I mean, there are reports that he is fighting please for his job. Don't say that. Did you see how bad Stidham and Brian Hoyer looked in the games that he was out? Yeah, but I can honestly see Bill being like, all right, we're going to bench Cam. You know what? Let's get a top five pick. Hey, it would make sense though because Josh traded for him somewhat recently. So, he might, he... <laughs> all right, let's do that. Uh, my waiver wire target is JD McKissick. Um, so it looks like Alex Smith is going to be the quarterback there. Alex Smith has thrown forty nine passes this year. Eighteen of them have gone to JD McKissick. What? Thirty six percent. That's insane. Is, that's just crazy. So, uh, at minimum, he could be a, a flex play at 
in a PPR league. Um, and then one other guy that I'm just going to throw out there is Ryan. I don't whoever the replacement running back is for David Montgomery, if he doesn't play so that Ryan Nall, I believe his name was that came in and played for him. Uh, he, he's worth taking a look at. If you have David Montgomery and don't have anybody on your bench. Um, I know we say playing against the Vikings defense, you, you look to play against that defense. It's still true, but they, they're starting to come into their own just a little bit. They're still banged up. So like, you're not going to sit anybody because they're playing the Vikings defense, but they are playing a little bit better than what they were at the start of the year. If I had to give some advice to our listeners, um, obviously this depends on league to league, um, but I would hold on to some of that fab money. I wouldn't break the bank on any of these guys out there right now. Um, I would wait for, and I, I hope this doesn't happen, but it usually happens every year a starting running back, a starting receiver goes down and somebody else needs to emerge and get big time playing. Um, I would save my fab for that. That's a great, it's a great point, Bradley. And uh, somebody who, who might be a, a cheap ad, he's coming off a bye, has been injured, hasn't played. Uh, Can I guess? Yet, yes, you may. Elshon Jeffrey. No, it's Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager. It is Jalen Rager. I, well, that's I, close. I thought he looked decent in the game. I thought I thought uh, Carson Wentz was looking at him a little bit, but the Chiefs are on a bye. The Cowboys are on a bye. The Falcons are on the bye. And those are a decent amount of receivers that are in starting lineups. I, the Jets are on a bye too, but Crowder hasn't played in five games. So the Jets are on anybody. a bye every single week. <laughs> yeah, <so>. that's true. <laughs> Fantasy powerhouse, the Jets. <laughs> Yeah, Crowder's been hurt for the last five weeks, so you haven't. Hey, been playing Gase has got else. those boys playing tonight, though. You know, yeah, they're the squad they're fired up. You have a five-year deal. <laughs> Let's, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Let's move on to our ones got to go. So this one's an AFC wild card battle. I think all four of these teams are five and three right now, so they're fighting for the. I would think it's the six and the seven seed right now. Yes, because uh, Baltimore right now is the five seed. I think they're clear cut the the best wild card team if they're still the wild card team. Who knows with Pittsburgh? One of those teams is the clear-cut five seed. But anyway, so these these teams are five and three right now. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Miami Dolphins, the Cleveland Browns, and the Indianapolis Colts. I'm in a, in a sense, two of them got to go. But, but which one's got to go? And then maybe give a new runner. segment for fourth and a mile. Two's got to go. <laughs> so, so so pick the one that's got to go, and then maybe just like a runner-up that you don't think will make the playoffs. Bradley, I'll start um, with you. I, I think if I had to pick one that has to go, it would be the Vegas Raiders. Um, and if I had to pick an honorary team that also would not make the playoffs, it would probably be the Indianapolis Colts, just because I worry that Phillip is going to turn the ball over too much. But although he is one of the best tacklers in the league. <laughs> oh, great, great form tackling. That was that was a good segment. Really good. <laughs> good transition there. Good form. Josh, which, which one's got to go and which one's honorable mention? This is tough. I think I'd go with Miami. Uh, I think that having a rookie quarterback just leaves a lot of – and I do like Tua a lot. I just think that it leaves a lot of variance having a rookie quarterback. So he's due for a couple stinkers here this year. So I'm going to go Miami and then have the Raiders as my um, – reserve this is tough uh, this is one of the I think, most difficult i think ones miami's be. defense is elite for what it's worth it's true they're playing at a, a high level really defense they put a lot of money into it too so they did as they, they did. should uh jeremy which one's got to go for you so for me the two that i think would be the playoff teams are miami and, and the colts and then the one that if i had to pick one to go the first one to go for me would be the browns i think uh i don't really trust you know baker's play 
I haven't been thoroughly impressed by what he's done and their defense out of these three might be the worst. It's probably a wash between the, the Raiders and, and the Browns. Um, but I, I lean the Browns because of that Miami and the Colts have the best two defenses. They all kind of have four, maybe somewhat question marks at the quarterback position, not question marks. Cause obviously Phillip and, but you know what I mean? Not bona fide going to carry you to elite a, a play. Championship. Yeah. Yeah, you totally hit the nail on the head with Cleveland. They're my one's got to go team. Um, and one thing that we haven't talked about is they're in a tough division. They got to play the Ravens and the Steelers again. That's good. That's I, don't, I don't. I don't know if they have they played Pittsburgh yet. I can check. Yes. Quick. I, I don't know. Regardless, I think they still have to play each of them again, and they I think have, they yeah. still have to play Cincinnati. Which Cincinnati's not a great team, but they can win on any given day because they have talent on the offensive side of the football. So they're the one team that's got to go for me. And then if I had to give a runner up probably the Raiders, but I really like what the Raiders are doing. Um, but we've touched on the defenses for the Dolphins and the Colts, so I'll give the runner-up to the Raiders. Yeah, Cleveland's already played Cincinnati twice. They just have Baltimore. They actually don't have a super tough schedule. No. Cleveland doesn't? No. Houston, that hurts. Philly, Jacksonville, <laughs> Tennessee, Baltimore, Giants, Jets, Pittsburgh. Oh, the Jets is for sure an L. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey, they're <laughs> turning it around. They're hey, turning around. That, that'd be the fantasy championship right there, week 16 for the Jets. They're playing Belichick for is planning right this now. right now. No, Belichick's planning this out. They want the Jets to win tonight so they can get Trevor Lawrence instead. It's, <laughs> it's all up. part of his plan. Yep, yep, it is. All I can picture is him sitting in the seats with his binoculars up there. <laughs> <laughs> and his subway commercial, too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so doesn't good. say a word. Nope. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Fourth and a Mile. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Go deep, and we'll see you next time. Go deep.